call me Dr. Jones, known as the Night Tripper. Got my satchel of grease in my hand. Dig me tripping up and back down to buy you. I'm the last of the best, they call me the Greedy Man. Got many clients. Welcome. Come from miles around. Two deep pulp boys. Running down my prescription. I'm your host, Jody B. And we're back at it again with another rousing episode. Rousing. Rousing. Arousing. Anyway, um, so after last week speaking with Anomaly, that one was pretty heavy duty, and uh, I've been saving this. I was trying to get to October because there is a couple things we talk about in this episode. But uh, me and Papa Wright, we met up a couple weekends ago and just had a little talk, little chit chat, and we covered all kinds of topics. We talk about Taekwondo and and MMA, we talk about cults, Jim Jones. I do pretty nasty Jim Jones impression. I would like to say up front, just so that nobody's confused. I did not snort cocaine in the middle of that uh, impression that I was doing. <laughs> just so there's no speculation. Uh, we talk about some some horror movies some old schools papa right you know he gets into oh and by the way it's yeah papa right if i didn't say it already that's my guest so we we get into a bunch of different stuff and then he talks about uh you know just some of the the racial tension he talks about the black lives matter movement and you know he's he is uh he's involved he tries to have an opinion, and he's been doing papers and stuff lately, uh, blogs. So hopefully, you know, he's getting some of his angst out. But no, man, it's a good conversation. I dig it, and uh, I hope y'all enjoy it. It's just two assholes sitting around shooting a breeze. And uh, yeah, it's a good episode. I hope you take something away from it. If it's not just a laugh, maybe maybe we'll make you a little smarter. Just maybe. So anyway, y'all take it easy, and uh, I'll fucking catch your ass after the show. And we'll talk about some shit, man. If you got love trouble, you got a bad woman you can't control, I got just the thing for you. Something called controlling the hearts of get together drops. What up, motherfucker? If you work too hard and you need a little. Nah, shit. What you doing? Drinking Miller High Life. <laughs> the fuck you doing? Hi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm fucking your mother. Why are you always fucking my mama when I call you? Uh, 
um, why are you always calling me when I'm fucking your mother? Well, I don't call you that often. Like, so maybe it's because maybe I actually will sense a disturbance in the force. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, I'm so in tune with it at this point because it happens so much that I'm just like, something don't smell right. And then I fucking call and sure enough, it's like, oh, what up, bro? I'm, I'm balls deep in your mama. (laughs) Fuck you. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, how you been, homie? What's what's your day been like? Pretty good. Uh, yeah, it's been all right, man. I took uh, got to the ATA All Star Legacy Extravaganza at Euler. Okay. And uh, part of his legacy training is instructor training, so it's required for him to uh, do a hundred hours of instruction class and any other thing that's related to the ATA. So promotional, like Ian, one of the other kids, he dresses up as a minion and goes to different ATAs or he'll go to like a movie theater and do a sign up, you know, hand out flyers and shit like that. So, uh, so it's like all that applies to your hours. Community service is like a part of it, huh? Is that community service it, technically? Is it like, Taekwondo community service, or is it? Can it be right, like anything? Right. Like, or and they, they have to have it because instructors, of course, have to know how to do that because they're essentially training like franchisees. You know what I'm saying? So uh, sooner or later, he'll run his own if he wants to, which is what he says he wants to do. But the hours go towards. Um, you know, you see some folks wearing like a plain white gi, and then some other folks got like colors on the collar and shit like that. You know? Yes. So that's where the colors come from. It's from that level of training. So, see, when I was a kid, I did taekwondo for like two months. And see, it started as just like the trial version because I got to do some shit, just like the trial. You know, you get like a month for half price or something because that was how much. Right, where you show up in your dirty ass underwear and fucking tank top, try to hang with the big boys and shit. Yes. Or did you get a gi? No, I, I, we had to buy a gi. That was the deal. So oh, okay. I think that's what got me the second month. Is like you, you did the training thing for, you know, whatever. And then there was like, dude, it was out in the hood. Like, I don't. He might still be there. His name's Master Anderson. Mm-hmm. Anderson, Anderson type. Like Arn Anderson? No, 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 not like Arn Anderson. At all. <laughs> In fact, if he looked like anybody, he looked like a combination of Morgan Freeman and Cuba Gooding Jr. Like if you. Took them two people and mashed them together. That's what he looks like. Cuba Gooding Freeman. Cuba Freeman Jr. (laughs) Anyway, real nice guy. And, um, you know, I I tried. I I liked it. It, His was a little more um, like church overtone-y. You know what I mean? Because he was also religious. And he would do. So he played with your balls. No, 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 no. He, um, you know, oh, okay. dude, he was over off like Daisy Bates. Like it was off in the hood. And, uh, that was the deal is he would do Taekwondo for like inner city kids. And we were just poor white kids that would come from out of town. And so we got charged. Uh, you know. you was a nigga too. Yeah, I know. But I'm saying like, we were the people that paid the money and like the other kids from the neighborhood, they didn't have to pay. He just kept them off the streets. 
but he had a couple black belts up in there and you know i remember i think i made it to a yellow belt what's that like the third level uh, is it like white orange yellow or white yellow orange i think ooh, i got two that, or three it's uh it's orange and then yeah and then yellow so i got my white belt got some stripes and then i got the orange belt got the stripes and then i got the yellow belt with a couple and then that was when you know the, the money ran out but right. like his forms he would do with um uh bible verses right so like i remember mm-hmm. him still now because like i think the first one was ecclesiastes 12 1 so he would come out and he would go cheer up good day and everybody would bow and shit and then he would go you know form one something like that and you would go Remember now, my creator. Remember now, thy creator in the days of thine youth, while the evil days come not, nor the years draw nigh. Draw nigh, when thou shalt say, "I have no pleasure in them." You know, like, and he would do that, but he would do it like Samuel L. Jackson, like a cadence, while you would do your form. Uh, you know, and then he would be like, "Remember now, my creator in the days of thy youth." Like he walked. It was cool, man. But he's old now. He probably doesn't do that shit anymore. It was fun. But your kid, you know, it's crazy because, like, now, MMA and all kinds of other, you know, martial arts are legit things. And back in the day, you could just say you were a bad motherfucker. You know? Like, maybe you got some some trophies or something, but there was nothing really to keep you honest, even in in the late 90s before the internet and, and camera phones. And, you know, UFC, <laughs> before you started mixing right. all that shit up, <laughs> this shit was crazy. So what I like about the boys training is they get uh, jiu-jitsu on the side. And now um, they're allowing Lyric to do jiu-jitsu um, at no additional charge because we're up there all the time. And sometimes there's classes in between our classes, but one of which is jiu-jitsu. And so he's, he's trying to get off into that now. Uh, but they get that training in their taekwondo training because their master is a, uh, I think he's like an 11th degree or something crazy like that, black belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. He's a 6th degree black belt in taekwondo. So... I don't know if it's what he suggested, because I, I don't think that's normal uh, in a lot of the APAs, but he's like, hey, we cranking up some damn, um, what's that nigga's name? Um, um, I need to know, who is that? That's uh, Mark Anthony. Mark Anthony. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he cranked up the Mark Anthony when he got put in total charge of everything, and some other South American-ish music. And uh, pretty cutthroat and gangster because uh, he teaches them, he teaches them how to disarm people with guns and shit. I'm like, okay, my kid's ten, but all right, cool. Means I can fuck with people with guns soon, so it's all good. So he's teaching close quarters combat, and at the same time it's, listening to like pop yeah. Latin music. Yeah, and they have to do it. They have to do it like maybe like the last ten minutes of class. Uh, <laughs> And you'd be surprised what you can cram into 10 minutes so of training. Disarming uh, and doing the wrist turns. and it is, I need Yeah, to all that. Tell me, baby girl, because I need to. 
Ba ba ta. He showed the kids not too long ago how to fucking elbow a nigga in the throat, fucking bust him in the kneecap, and then do the Ric Flair fucking nut chop, man. Like, holy shit. That's some Johnny Cage shit. Punching people in the dick? Punch him in the dick. That's, you know, it's not always the best plan, but it's pretty effective. I'll give it to you. Speaking of punching in the dick, did you watch the fucking video I sent you last night, them two in a row? I did not. Oh, uh, so, did you? But I had a late night last night, so I'll let's. <laughs> We're gonna you can it. give me some backstory. Maybe I'll pull it up while you're talking. And, uh, I tell you what. See what? You can bring it up. And uh, you only need to just bring it up and skip to like I don't know five minutes into it. It's five on five. Now we watching. Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. The top one. Now the second one I'm gonna play on here so you can hear it. So it's fine because it's one of my favorite bits. So yeah, get get a little dose of that. You know, just you don't need much, but you'll see exactly what it is. It's five on five MMA. The bell rings. Everybody runs across the cage, and they just start fucking going at it. There's five refs. Like and, strike force? Uh, no, like MMA. It's a big-ass ring. Okay? Mm. <laughs> and then the bell rings, and then everybody just runs, and they kind of go towards an opponent, but they can switch off, whatever. But it's elimination. One, two, three, four, five. You get knocked out, you're out. You get knocked out of the ring, you're out. But your other teammates are still in. Uh, and the fight don't stop. So the bell rings, and these motherfuckers walk across the cage. They don't. Some of them put their gloves out, some of them don't. But there's like countries, USA versus Brazil, Russia versus England, shit like that. And you see them, they come out, and they just start fucking head kicking and haymakering and fucking ground and pounding. And, you know, sometimes the dude gets knocked out, and then that's five on four. You know what I'm saying? So the other dude runs up and just soccer kicks a motherfucker in the head while the other dude's like trying to choke him out. <laughs> it's fucking gangster. It's like a bar brawl, dog. Those are all trained fighters. You know what I'm saying? And uh, it's it's pretty fucking nuts. Holy shit! Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, okay. So what's beautiful about this already is that you can have the back of your opponent and think you can fucking get get yours. And then, like, three dudes just come up and start mobbing you in the fucking head. Yes, it's a team sport. But it's new, so not all the dynamics no. have been worked out. <laughs> it's gang violence, nigga. That's <laughs> state-sponsored gang violence. Holy shit. So, oh, dude, see, this is why we need a damn video podcast, because people need to see this shit. Y'all need okay. to be careful out there. up. Five on five MMA, I'll post only. I did. I posted last night, and other people had already seen it. Some hadn't. But so here's the thing. There's another version that I saw a long time ago, a uh, a Russian interpretation called Hip Show. And it was okay. group MMA. I think it was three on three, but it was like an obstacle course. So it was like mm-hmm. a big square. And then in that square, there were like the wall, you know, and then there was like big foam, you know, uh, like not foam, but like cushiony kind of little post and shit to stand on. And so it was like a battleground. And it was that, but this was a Russian sport, so these guys, the bell would ring, and it was all the same rules apply. You know, if one guy gets out, then, you know, it's two on one. Or No, they would actually stop it, but then you'd have to start. 
with you know two dudes on one side of the thing and one dude on the other side like they would start in the middle with like a big circle they would have to put their hands on it and then it was like ding and then everybody do what you do but it was a time-based thing so it was like see how long you can last or you know whatever team lasts the longest but i saw them do shit on there like at one point this guy got arm barred and heel hooked at the same damn time you know what I'm saying? Like one dude got his arm right, like right. Ronda Rousey and was breaking his shit, while the other dude had his leg twisted up and locked out. And the dude, he only had one arm to tap with, and the other motherfucker had his legs across his shit, so he was having a hard time tap. He was screaming. He started tapping with his head. He was like, "Ah!" <laughs> <laughs> that happened. I, there was one dude that got rear naked, choked, and soccer kicked in the face. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's insane. And I don't know, man. I think it's crazy. I like MMA. But there's a lot of people nowadays that are just with a head full of steam and some legit training now, and it worries me sometimes to just think of like the motherfucking goober you might run into walking down the street. Just the fucking the Jaeger Hulk at your local bar, some college kid that's in his bro mode. You know what I'm saying? Like all that shit. It's oh yeah. There's a lot of them now, dog. <laughs> you got to watch your fucking. Well, and I was gonna say, you know, when you back in the day, like when I was younger, you had to learn the hard way who knew and who didn't know. You know, any form of martial arts or boxing or whatever, any any form of fighting. So. Nowadays, yeah, like a lot of damn people know. Hey, all right. Um, or at least think they know to the point where they can do some damage to you. So, all right. So, I it couldn't make more sense when I saw this video last night of this five on five MMA. It made me think of an old George Carlin bit. And I go, you know what? The joke fucking writes itself. It's right there. So, from 1999. George Carlin's album, You Are All Diseased. This is a snippet. It's a one-minute yeah. piece, and it, it makes me so happy. Don't want you to think the whole show is just negativity. This is about a festival. This is my idea for one of those big outdoor summer festivals. This is called Slugfest. <laughs> this is for men only. Here's what you do. You get about 100,000 of these fucking men. You know the ones I mean, these macho motherfuckers. Yeah, these... Strutting, preening, posturing, hairy, sweaty, alpha male jack-offs. The muscle assholes. You take about 100,000 of these disgusting pricks, and you throw them in a big dirt arena, big 25-acre dirt arena, and you just let them beat the shit out of each other for 24 hours nonstop. No food, no water, just whiskey and PCP. And you just let them punch and pound and kick the shit out of each other until only one guy is left standing. Then you take that guy and you put him on a pedestal and you shoot him in the fucking head. (laughs) Thank you, George Collins. I mean, all the way up to the last part, that's about what that is. And we don't know if that shit don't already exist somewhere else. That might be like Afghanistan's version of this shit for all we know. Oh, man. That's crazy. <laughs> the internet, man. <laughs> Hosted by Saddam Hussein. The you thought that nigga was going to cave. The internet is very crazy. I was looking the other day, <laughs> looking through podcasts, 
And uh, I saw this one for this thing called uh, Transmissions from Jonestown. So shout out to them if they're listening. Uh, apparently somebody's just a super fan of the Jonestown Massacre, and they're releasing small audio snippets of uh, Jim Jones. Some of them are, you know, just straight up archival uh, recordings, just snippets. Some of them are like, they're tinkered with a little just to sound creepy, like he'll slow them down. So he's all talking like this, and you ought to know whether it's, it's... it's pretty cool. Like I don't know if, how often we've talked about it, but the uh, yeah, we've done it once. the Jonestown massacre thing to me is fucking. It's so crazy. Just religion is a very powerful tool, and uh, it can do a lot of good, but it can also do a lot of damage if left in the wrong hands. You know, and that's a prime example of it. Now, granted, uh, there were a lot of people in that situation who were shot, who were injected with the Kool-Aid, you know what I'm saying? But if there was, I don't know how many fucking people. Well, there were people that were shot with bullets. Literally shot. That's what I said. I said shot and and giving shots of the shit. That's why I get it. He's one of the, you know, I I would consider him a serial killer, mass murderer at the very least. You know what I'm saying? Because Mm. he he gave those orders when it was happening. So, I mean, call it what you want. Yeah. Now... I don't mean to get all Dick Gregory on you, but uh, you do know that there are, I don't even call them conspiracy theories. If you watch these Jonestown uh, documentary pieces that they put out, um, I can't quite remember this one name in particular, but my point is, if you look into this enough, you'll see even survivors of Jonestown that go on the record saying that it wasn't just these damn um, henchmen of Joneses that was busting caps in people. In fact, they were actually shooting at someone else. And you know that um, what started that whole undoing was, uh, was it, a, uh, it was a congressman yeah, that went over there killed. and he got fucking killed before he got back on the plane. Mm-hmm. Um, rumor has it. And of course, I mean... I'm sure we can find this out within the next 10 to 15 years with just uh, FOI, you know, on, uh, on, on Jonestown. But uh, there were United States troops in that damn jungle surrounding their ass. And that's why Jones supposedly gave the order to drink the Kool-Aid. Uh, now... Yeah, but still, I mean, who the fuck would you, if somebody was like, hey, man, now listen, I've listened to the death tapes. I've heard them. Mm-hmm. Very calmly, he's telling these people, it's over. Like, And that's that's the, 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 really the creepiest. You can hear people crying all around. There's babies crying in the background because they're giving these kids injections. They're giving adults injections. Like, dude, I can't even imagine like just seeing all this happen and going, what the fuck is going on here? You know, like just stop, stop. What are you doing? Like there was no, there was no turning back. This dude had made these people his people. It's very, mm-hmm. very interesting how somebody can can really bend the psyche of another person. It's not hard to break a person. It's really not. You see it all the time with marriages. You know, after ten years of just steady torment, these people. Well, just, whatever. You know, and it's it's not I, hard. I, 
And he was real fucking good at it. Mm. If you look at his story, he's not a Joseph Smith. He's not somebody that um, already had influence. Uh, it's hard for me to believe Man. there were not more hands at work hey. when it came to Jonestown. Listen, you, hey, I, I, I'm glad. Let me put on my glasses here. Hold on. Let me put on my glasses here. Listen, brother. I'm happy to have you as a part of the family. I'm glad that you're here and we're going to make this all happen. It's going to be a good thing. But listen, there's one other thing you need to know. If you're going to be a part of my family, then I'm going to be a part of your family. You understand what I'm trying to say? So check it out. I'm going to I'm gonna have sex with your wife. Yeah, you don't have to be there. Understand, I'm not a monster, but it's part of the, it's part of the deal, man. Like, we're all family here, and it's gonna. It, it's part of it. So I'd appreciate it, you know, if that would. I can get you blessing. What do you think about that? What do I think about that? <laughs> now, 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 considering a grown man yeah. just said that to your face, maybe not in those words. Yes, yes, but let's yes. be no, honest. No, no, That's fool. part Same of the character. Deal. Same character. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Of scene. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, that's just. I have questions. That's how we get along. What's up, brother? What do you think? Okay, so you want sexual rights to my my wife. That's right. Now, I've done seen you do all kinds of crazy shit leading up to this particular thing you're asking of me today. So understand I work for a certain people. We are all together in this, man. We're making No, no, I totally got that. I totally got that and everything looks great. Everything you've done a great job, Mr. Jones. Like this is this, man, somebody you can somebody gonna write a song Listen, about you one day. You can like I'm telling you. <laughs> now do I get to go get some pussy on the side too? Listen, whatever happens with you is between you and your wife. You're bringing your sanctity into my group here i just want you to know okay because i'm just asking man because i've been checking out high 10 bitches myself and so i mean yeah you go on and knock that shit out right and then let me know so then i can go do mine but yeah yeah dude you straight you straight man good good negro that's all you had to say okay give me a hug come here well listen here's the other you know what i'm i'm so happy that you're here right now well check it out here's the other thing you know your daughter she's gonna be a part of this family too and uh you know i understand she's only 12 but the thing is i want you all to feel the love and understand what it's like to be in a community that understands each other. We uh, we don't cast judgments. We're just all here trying to make it a better place. So if that were something that I asked of you, and now I'm not saying it would, but it's probably going to happen. What would you say to that, my brother? Like, I need to know I can have your blessing because I don't want to have a problem as long as you know that I have all of our best interests at hand. I'm looking out for you and me and her and everybody here to be happy. What would you say to that? Ooh, you know. <laughs> hold on. What's fucked up about I that? I gotta take my medicine. Hold on. Hold on. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Uh, 
Anyway, no, listen. Yeah, I'm not yeah. talking about anything crazy. You know, it's if you want to be there, you can watch if you'd like. It's okay. Right. I understand that might be a lot for you to take, so I'm not going to ask that. But I want you to know that this isn't from a bad place. I'm trying to show you the way, the way to be a good person and understand what it's like to care about people. You understand me, boy? I'm sorry. I didn't mean boy. That's That's rude. Listen. Yeah, man. Come on now. <laughs> That's. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know. Shit. Can't be calling me bored. We're trying to do business, nigga. <laughs> um. Um. Hmm. Hmm. It's I don't know, way. man. Listen. I don't know. That one. That one's pretty tough. It's one way or that the other. That one's pretty tough. It's one way or the other. I can't have half. I need all of the support. <laughs> We're going to make it. I need to know that I can trust you. I need to know that if I call on you for anything, you're going to do what I ask. And that might be part mm. of the deal, but I don't want to have a problem somewhere down the line. Because, see, I have other constituents that might also be interested in that. and They may not be as understanding as I am. You know what I'm saying? Like, you understand this is the family you're getting into, so... You know, things might get a little out of hand, and I don't want to have a problem. So, if that's not what you're interested in now, you can you could turn around right now and walk. And to that point, to that very point, there were a lot of people that turned around and walked right out the front door. So, um, there are, I guess, cases of Jones doing that. But when you look at, um, and I don't mean to discount it in any way, but when you look at the whole picture, that was a fraction of what that man did. So do and you think- sad to say, sad to say that that's one of the least fucked up things that he had going on. You hear me? Because of the overall picture. That man. The- Mind fucked a couple thousand people. I don't even. How many people were Jonestown? Let me. Hey, check it out. The wonders of Google make it short and sweet. Come That's on. right. How many? You got to remember, this dude started off on a damn corner light church. You know what I'm saying? Um, how many people were present at Jonestown? Small fry. Bleak. See here, Jonestown, People's Temple. Nine hundred eighteen people died in the settlement. Died. Yeah. There were survivors, and there were those that did not make the trip, and then there were members of his congregation that left before Jonestown. Three hundred and four of those were minors. Three. Okay. So a third of the deaths at Jonestown. It was the largest such event in modern history and resulted in the largest single loss of American civilian life in a deliberate act until September 11, 2001. And if we are to believe that it was a a foreign terrorist that perpetrated 9-11 that would make Jones the worst mass killer in fucking American history. So, 
what kind of a person like you were a f- and he wasn't always bad was he like i think he had had some run-ins i don't want to get into a whole history of jim jones you can do your own fucking homework but just know like it took a long time to make that person well and that's why i suggest because if you look into his history and i won't get off on a tangent but if you go look into his history you'll find that he was a simple man of simple means and uh doesn't seem to be now what he pulled off was monumental but it's still if you know who the man is it just doesn't seem like it that he was the only hand at work you know you look at what he did at the end and how many how many other key figures were involved in that situation at the time and then you go hmm everybody knew that this motherfucker was fitting to go to Jonestown so they knew the potential for something like that to happen considering the behavior of the group before they left and why they left so but as many, what I'm trying to say is as many people as was involved at the time of the massacre, um, I think everybody deserves to be, you know, scrutinized to the same degree because somebody <laughs> dropped the ball at a bare minimum when it came to allowing that shit to go down. Yeah. Well, let's call it what it is. It was a rescue mission at the very least. What it could have been. That man... Brain fucked a lot, you know, over a thousand people. Obviously, we'll call it a couple thousand to go oh, yeah. to follow oh, yeah. him from California, which is where they really were because cults are illegal, and so is mm-hmm. tax evasion. And so he went to Guyana, was that South America, Africa? Which yeah. one? Uh, There's one in both, so that's I get them confused sometimes. Is it they went to South America, right? Mm-hmm. They're in South America. So, Guyana, they all leave, and then they're sending back correspondence to their family members. It's kind of like the shit that just happened with R. Kelly. Like, you know, people, family members aren't hearing shit. They're like, what's up? Um, No, I haven't heard anything. Blah, blah, blah. You know, and then they... But listen, though. we're, We're talking about Jones and that shit is old news and nobody now you had Warren Jeffs supposedly in prison but what did that do to the damn Mormon religion and we know what goes on you know what I'm saying we know exactly what they do uh, now I'm talking about fundamentalists of course and not the other ones that proclaim to not uh, engage in pedophilia you know but it's the same damn thing it is the exact same damn thing. Same can be argued with Scientology. Yeah. You got motherfuckers going into that shit, and they only take celebrities and drug addicts. And then they send the drug addicts to fucking sleepaway camp where they get tortured by the fucking Universal Monsters for fucking six months to a goddamn year or however long it takes to brainwash them. Then they put them in the fucking church while Isaac Hayes gets to hail the motherfuckers as, as something that he did. Because they're alchemists and they got to purify the human being. They got to turn something rough into something pure. It's all the same. It's all the same. Hmm. I think the Scientology thing is pretty much eating shit since Leah Remini got in there and fucked it up, huh? Oh, dude. Like, <laughs> she open. served the fuck up out of them. 
I talked uh, to some fucking Jehovah's Witnesses a couple weeks ago. They knocked on the door, and for the first time, I came outside. I went out with the kid. I figured I could pull his cord if I needed to, and I could just ditch him. But I went out there. There was a black dude. Right, like pinch him in the thigh. Uh-huh. And so I go out there, and it's actually funny. It reminds me of a stand-up joke that I heard, and it's not mine. But this guy said that he had a black Jehovah's Witness coming to the door one Saturday morning, and he opened the door and was like, hello? And he was like, hi, I'm so-and-so. He's like, I'm a Jehovah's Witness. He said, don't you mean Jehovah's Suspect? Oh! <laughs> Disgusting. Racial humor! Hmm. But no, uh, I went outside and talked to him for a little bit. And you know, with my story, I've got a pretty good angle on mine. Like, you better you better come correct. Don't give me the lottie dotty. It's like I got some real life experience. And uh, you want to talk about God and faith, I'll tell you why I, why I feel the way I feel. Sorry. The one dude was like, dang. <laughs> he was like, I might come by and see you guys. I said, hey, man. If it's just the car sitting out there, feel free. Come knock on the door. I said, if my wife's here, she's not as nice as me. <laughs> she might not answer the door. So. Right. I think that it's awesome that somebody will have faith. I think it's a cool thing for. I think it's a necessity for some people. Because without it, they mm-hmm. would literally have no moral compass. I think that that's right. the problem nowadays, unfortunately. I don't subscribe to any religion, but I think a lot of people are like me now. Where they just haven't. You know, it's the, the age of fucking information we can find out anything now it goes a little slant sometimes because people now are talking about flat earth and shit like that where it's like all right y'all like (sighs) anyway (laughs) it's i know that you can't prove to me that a god exists but i can't prove to you that he doesn't so we're at a stalemate i just choose to to think what i think i'm never gonna you know think differently of somebody that does or doesn't believe and i'm never going to push my agenda on somebody but other people don't feel that way and i don't know if it's that's how you get into heaven like it's by telling people to to come to the light or what it is but i just i i'm not there man but it's cool i'm not mad about it you know right it's um i don't know like you know we're going to go hang out with uh some friends tonight and uh you know they're churchy people but it's cool like they don't push it and i like that that's why we hang out with them but i can't say the same about other people that we've you know talked to or it's like shit some folks are all about some jesus and some church right it does seem like more of a social status too. being from here i mean this is the bible belt dog we got churches all over the fucking place so yeah people love them some jesus down here well and to your point about um the ease of access of information now with the internet and whatnot um that's part of the problem too where people think that well you know information's right at your fingertips you can just okay well there's a large demographic that doesn't even have the capacity to learn and then you've got those that don't don't have access. And then there's so much damn information that when people we're, we're over and indulge with it now, like when you get a topic that you unless you really, really want to go down the rabbit hole, you 
typically rely on other people's opinions. That's what the news is for. Right. You know, they tell you what to think. So I don't have to go on the internet and do any damn research because Anderson Cooper just told me, you know, up is down and down is up, you know, so I'll take his word for it today, you know, unless somebody makes me fact check it. And that's the problem. Uh, <clears throat> especially with, uh, religion even, I mean, people join religions blindly. They subscribe to religion without any pretense most of the time. You're not born religious. It's something that you have to become, and most of the time for people, it's like you were saying, in the Bible Belt, it is a status thing. So there's a lot of hypocrisy in the Bible Belt. There's just a lot going on now, like everybody's opinions, and it's hard to tell Mm -hmm. what's real and what's bullshit. And unfortunately, in a lot of cases, religion is kind of bullshit. You know, oh yeah, it makes oh, you yeah. feel good to to. At do the top of the pyramid, religion is straight bullshit. Yeah, by design. Uh, now, for the adherents, the ones that are at least uh, trying to get something good out of it and not use it to perpetrate wrongs on other people, um, it it is a necessity. Um, but on its face, it's bullshit. Well, religion is the the original believe whatever you're told bullshit story. Mm-hmm. It's the original not taking or not fact checking, just taking somebody's word for it. <laughs> you know and as saying? an omnist, you know, I look at everything and I try to be objective. And what I find the saddest is there's probably so much truth in it. But it's so skewed, yeah, and so varied. And then it, it makes that, it hard, yeah, because it's like, you know, what do I know? Like, even when you get to something that's kind of like, I could believe that, but it's like, mm-hmm. but what about all this other shit you said? <laughs> right, right. Hmm. It's tough, man. I think the moral of the story is just, you know, with religion. If you need it, great. It just is trying to tell you not to be a shithead. But as far as other things that go on, in your own opinion, you need to do kind of your own research. Don't always just go with what you think from your friend. Like, get make your own perspective about shit. Take exactly. any information. Look a little if you need to, but actually take a good hard look at it before you open your fucking mouth. Now you can think whatever you want as long as it's in your brain. Great. But as soon as you open your mouth or you put it on a Twitter or a fucking Facebook post or whatever, then it's out there forever. Right. And that's where I think the shit gets weird because a lot of people say a lot of things. You know, we were talking about it the other day with your your, uh, blog that you wrote, that Black Lives Matter thing. Like, that's Uh a tough thing to speak on, man. it's, It's a very... Volatile. The racism shit in this country right now is very, very volatile, and it's only in certain yeah. places. I feel, but those are the places where the cameras are pointed, and people are seeing that, and it's just like it, it worries me a little, man. Like people, it's a big one, you know. So, There's a lot of fucked up shit going but, on in the world, and unfortunately, there is racism, and it doesn't help anything that. 
we got to deal with that along with the fact that, you know, cops kill a little too many people altogether. You know, people get gunned down for no reason a little too much. You know, it doesn't matter what fucking color they are. It's it's fucked up. Um, so when it comes to these groups and these causes in the United States, I believe that there's two culprits for racism in the context that we know it today. And oddly, they're the two supposed most persecuted races on the damn planet. And that would be the Jewish community and the black community. Do you see currently liberal um, talking heads from African-American organizations doing shit about any of this stuff you see in the streets. No. Do you see them perpetrating it directly? Did you see Al Sharpton yank down any of them Confederate statues? That's a good point. No. I haven't seen you Jesse Jackson. Fuck didn't, Is Jesse but Jackson I promise you he profits somewhere on that trail. He gets something out of that. So does Jesse Jackson. You know, um, I don't necessarily subscribe to the shit that comes out of Louis Farrakhan's mouth. Uh, but at the same time, that nigga won't touch, uh, the Black Lives Matter movement because he knows what the fuck's up with that. Um, and this dude conducted the Million Man March. You would think somebody like him would be all over something like that. And he's not on board because it's bullshit and it's perpetrated by Jews. It's perpetrated by Jews and black folks. Look at fucking George Soros. One of the biggest contributors of that damn group. Total fucking Jew. <laughs> Does it? And I'm not trying to sound anti-Semitic. Well, maybe don't say, listen, makes, listen, listen. Maybe just say Jew. Just, How about just this? just a Jew, guys. Just say, don't, just don't say total fucking Jew. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking to somebody uh, the other day and I said that. It's like Indian. It's like there's a lot of races that you just say it. It's all about the connotation. You know, <laughs> Mexican. It's you know, if you're from Mexico, it's okay. But if you go Mexican, <laughs> it's fucked up. So, so he's got a heavy pocketbook. He's in um, global affairs. No one cares that this dude funds the Russian military. No one cares that this guy, um, you know, is in every damn conflict that you see in the Middle East, some way, shape, or form. Straight out of his pocket. There, this dude got more money in his bank account than Haiti. Now, I know Haiti's poor, but do you have as much money in your pocket as Haiti? I don't. Fuck no. No. <laughs> so, you know, the fact that you got a guy like that, and you've gone all day about this guy. and Well, that's who, just one fucking guy. There's probably that's one more. dude. Yeah. That's one dude. Okay. Now, compare this current movement to the NAACP, which I used to be a member of. Right. So, um, everybody, you know, when you ask the uneducated black community, who the hell started that group? They're always going to look you in the eye and say, W.E.B. Du Bois. And this is not true. And you can even read his memoirs and know that it's not true. It was started by two Jewish brothers. And if not, and if not for them, 
that fucking organization wouldn't have had shit. And it would have fizzled out within a few damn years, much like any other damn civil rights movement that sprung up out of that era. The only reason that thing had momentum was because blacks and Jews were working together at the top. Well, they haven't achieved shit, and I don't care who wants to argue that point with me. They haven't achieved shit for civil rights. Um, And in recent years, they've included other demographics into their group. Like, we represented, when I was in, we represented white people, black people, uh, Latino folks. You know, we we didn't discriminate. If somebody had a damn problem, we we addressed it. Yeah, it's colored um, people. That's the, and the for my, <laughs> my point, you know, uh, I, I never tried to stress race for the people I represented. If it was wrong, it was just fucking wrong. So we, you know, I, I get that they wanted to be inclusive, but I also get the marketing strategy behind that because they knew that if they hadn't included all those other demographics and it would have just been a national association for the advancement of colored people, it would eventually lose steam. So they had to get involved in other people's fucking business. Right. It's the same shit with the black lives matter. And anybody that looks at the website, (laughs) anybody that looks at the damn website knows that it is a extension of the, let's see if I can get this right, the LGBTQIA movement. I don't even know where the last three letters came from. I know what the Q means, and I'm assuming the A means asexual, but what the fuck is the I for? Intersex. What? Uh-huh. Maybe you're in the uh, Okay. You got a half a dick and a titty. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you got a one titty and a half a dick. Uh, <laughs> on opposing sides. Uh-huh. You know? I, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a transgender milkshake. Okay. So. um, So it's fun. It's a focus group set up by the LGBT, which is good. I mean, it's fucked up, man, because I've spoke about this. I want people to have rights. But it's crazy the way that like media can shift shit nowadays, and people know how to play that, so they know how to make the news yeah. report what they now, want I don't, to report. I don't know if um, Black Lives Matter. I don't know enough about the three women that started it. They don't give you enough information on who they are. Uh, but I can't say that they didn't start what they intended to start like okay so they they well, came that's... out in response to the trayvon martin shooting yeah and then they started showing up at all of these other shootings and you know did the hands up don't shoot well <clears throat> so being black and gay I'll... is not a very popular Go thing ahead. no i'm saying like that's everybody knows that oh like, black folks and, and oh. being gay is not really it's not that you Acceptable, would think, but then you start right? looking into Not the conditioning of, of black men through the the media. I mean, you got comedians dressing up in dresses and shit. And well, that's acting, that are otherwise. Yeah, that's yeah we actors. call that acting. I'm just saying, you look at people like Dave Chappelle, who used to complain about that as one of the the, the hangups he had as a uh, as a comedian. Was, you know, they wanted him to dress up and fucking drag, and he was like, "I'm not doing that shit." Yeah, he's he's the one like, that stopped it. If you think about it, everybody else did yep. it. Everybody else did it. That's a fucked up thing. It's 
when you look at the big picture, that's you were talking about Jews and blacks not wanting to work together. That's got to be like kind of a fuck you to their society because it's like they make yeah. black folks dress up and, and dress like. Listen, you can be, you can be the center stage, brother on the scene. Word, but you're gonna have to dress up like a woman once. And everybody who's producing these fucking everybody movies fucking that did. are starring these black uh, actors? It's the damn Jewish community. You know, it's the Jewish elite. So fucking Martin Lawrence, Wesley Snipes. Exactly. Exactly. Black. Then it's motherfucking Rodman. And don't think that shit wasn't about the old. That nigga just woke up and said, I want to be that fucked up. I highly doubt it. You know, like, man, you're almost as good as Jordan. But you know what? What would send it over the top if you started wearing a dress to the game? Word. Nah, nigga, put a dress on and some lipstick and shit. Nah, man, nobody gonna think you damn gay. Just do it. In fact, we'll hook you up with Carmen Electra. You can start fucking that tomorrow. And they'll just think it's a fashion statement. Don't worry about it, man. You be bigger than Jordan. Because <laughs> if not, he would have just been some yellow-haired nigga that could play basketball all right. He was a defensive <laughs> fucking icon, bitch. He had, like, the lead and rebounds. Like... Because he wore dresses to the game, nigga. No, because he... Co- That's what? that Kabbalah voodoo. <laughs> you're, you're being <laughs> an asshole right now. Dennis Rodman was a hard worker and a hell of a basketball player. Now... Dennis Rodman was a hard drinker. <laughs> <laughs> and a metrosexual at a bare minimum. Um, Who made Madonna... I, Look like fucking Raggedy Ann, man. Like, this, this nigga, come on now. Come on now. <laughs> I said he could play ball all right. You know? I mean, nobody yeah. thought it was Jordan. He was just on the team, man. Scottie Pippen, that was a big one. You hey, how's the Korean basketball team doing? See there? What? That was all his. They should be, if he's that badass, then fucking Koreans, the North Koreans should be fucking. You know, maybe we'll find. Be primed. We got to wait till the next Olympics, bitch. I know. <laughs> what if that's the plan all along? Like, dude doesn't even really like Dennis Rodman. He's just doing like the uh, the longest yard routine with fucking Dennis Rodman. Mm-hmm. He's like, I want to win the Olympic games. So he brought Dennis Rodman <laughs> over. I don't know if that's how he talks, but fuck him, he's an asshole. And yeah, Dennis Rodman is just over there doing like Kevin Bacon in the air up there. Like he's training the fucking the natives to play basketball real good, and he's teaching them how to do like double step up dunks and shit. We'll have to wait because I think the next Olympics is winter, but uh, another couple years though. Yeah, Korea's gonna be fucking slam dunking on fools, and they're gonna be like, "What the hell happened with North Korea's basketball team?" Like, well. Dennis Rodman's been up there doing strenuous activities and calisthenics. It's going to be awesome. I can't wait. <laughs> and then when they don't hey, win. Hey, if, if this we got no, no. Kim Jong-un on the line, this is. I just want to say, before you point any of them nukes, if you even know how to do that shit yet, toward Arkansas, just understand that we ain't mad at you down here. Um, we understand that you're just a, a, a fat fucking North Korean that don't know any better, you know? <laughs> I ain't mad. You look you silly as shit. I get it. <laughs> you probably got to. And that's how it. World War Three started. Yeah, Papa Wright. <laughs> he, <Nah>. went... 
And the end game is when they don't win the fucking gold medal, he shoots Dennis Rodman in his fucking head. <laughs> like right there. Like they put a sack over his head. No, they don't even put a sack over his head. They just, they were going to be watching it in North Korea. You know what I'm saying? Like they're going to have it on closed circuit TV and he's going to reach out and just bust a cap at Dennis Rodman's fucking grill. And he's like, you have failed to be Dennis Rodman. <laughs> Yes. Nothing is what it seems. You have to look deeper in everything. Some things aren't that deep. Some things are way deeper than you think. It's all about how far you want to look. Absolutely. I try not to get into too much of it, man, because it's very tiring. (laughs) You got to really look around and figure out what you want to believe or what you've seen with your own eyes or your own life experience. Just to know, like, what people are going through when you see shit on the news. Like, I know these floods are fitting to fuck people up. I know the motherfuckers in Texas are all fucked up. And I know Florida. I do want to say something about that. Florida might might go away. Like, this might be the storm that made Florida go away. You understand me? Um. Okay. Now listen, we're recording this on Saturday, and it hasn't hit yet, so be careful what you say, because by the time this airs, there might not be a Florida. Oh, no, no, no. (laughs) I'm only going to touch on one person in Florida. Uh, Texas, I felt bad for them until I was browsing Facebook the other day and saw that this nigga, and I hope if this is incorrect, that people write in and correct this so that I know. But uh, this dude made an inflatable dam around his house. Um, And the sky shot of the house looked like a fucking island. Like Alcatraz with walls of rubber. And I said, that shit, that could have cost a whole, whole lot. If you live on the coast, that's not a horrible idea. So... You know, um, Texas, at least, fortunately for them, was not like a Katrina where there, you know, was a, a lot of casualties and people were displaced I for a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Texas seems to be on their fucking game. Um, Florida. So, let's see. I have an uncle. Uh, my oldest uncle. He's married to an Italian. And uh, they spend three months a year in Italy. They have a house there. Um, But he lives in Pensacola. And every time the hurricanes have come, this guy of high intelligence um, got on a plane and went to Italy. Now, uh, when the the storm subsided and... uh, Everybody got back to the house. He would fly back in, and he would help his whole damn neighborhood fix their shit. Now, he's retired Navy, so he's got that kind of time and resources to do that. Word. Now, my ex's uh, best friend in Florida, and she's from Arkansas, okay? Um, <laughs> and she's traveled, so um, she's not, and she's very smart. She's very smart. She works in the correction system out there as a, a head nurse in one of the prisons. Um, her husband is a good old boy, but he was raised in the hood. Uh, but he's he's a goober. Like he he likes to hunt, fish, 
shoot guns and ride boats and and drive zero degree turn motor uh, mowers and shit. And you know, um, he's one of those guys. He walks around his fucking underwear all the time. He was a corrections officer. Now he's a nurse, and I believe it's because uh, he was afraid his old lady was finna start checking somebody with a higher income. So that dude went and started working beside her. Any damn way, um, these two dumb shits had accommodations. My ex said, you guys can come here and stay here. Please do not stay for this second hurricane. And they were like, we won't. The morning the storm started, dumbasses sitting on their porch Facebook and talking about we're an hour away from the storm, you know, just just relaxing and enjoying the view. What the fuck? Just in the hitch damn house. And you're in a trailer too, mind you. Like they, they live in a damn double wide. Um, and I know, I know a lot of people, you know, nowadays, if you live in a mobile home, we used to live in a mobile home, but, uh, so we've heard this a lot, you know, where they sit there and they say, oh, they don't make trailers like they used to. They're sturdy like houses. He's real wood and they anchor down to the ground even better than they used to. It ain't just sitting on cinder box. I mean, it's tough ass structure. No, they're not. No, they're not. Not, not, not against hurricanes, tornadoes and fire. I mean, not even really flood. <laughs> so um, they're they're still very very uh, destructible. Um, not the best things to be living in. You can break on a coast with a sledgehammer. Like if you take a sledgehammer inside, <laughs> you can run through one. Yeah. <laughs> Think about it, man. Your old trailer. You started at your grandmother's room because right. you know you, it was a stray shot from her room to your room. If you took off running from that room all the way into the wall on furthest end, you would go through the fucking trailer. And I would say, oh yeah, even if it was new, you'd have to. Commit. You know, I know you you lived in an older uh, unit, but yeah, you'd have to give it all you got. You really have to commit. <laughs> but yeah, you can yeah. definitely Goldberg your way out of a fucking <laughs> trailer wall if you needed to. <laughs> so, <laughs> you I might- mean, shit. That's so. That's just you. You're not a hurricane. <laughs> you know what I'm I might be. Maybe I'm. I think I'm a god. <laughs> I'm a god. Oh shit! <laughs> hey, hey, you got that by the way? What's that? <laughs> Motherfucking hurricane. A hurricane? You're a hurricane. It's no, just nigga, the, 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 the Dylan joint. I can't play it. Oh no. Can't, I can't even sing it. I'm so upset about this. This whole thing is just, and it's, it's fucked because you just said it. And I was thinking there were a couple on the list that really kind of hurt me. I was like, damn, that's going to suck. I think Bob Dylan is a universal music group artist. And unfortunately, I was recently flagged by universal music group. For the song Otis by Jay-Z and Kanye West. Yeah. Jody, you are not allowed to sing. I couldn't do Big Brother. I'd be in so much trouble. That'd be like torture. <laughs> hey, you're going to hate me for this. and I may have to chop it out, but I know you didn't watch Big Brother this season, so you really have no clue what's going on. It's going to be over yeah. in another week, so it's almost done. Um, 
I'm going to say this to you, and I don't want you to be mad. I just want you to watch it, and you'll figure it out really quick. Because you are going to watch it, right? You're going to binge it? Yes. Okay. Yeah. The 23-year-old ver- Listen, the 23-year-old version of your fucking wife slash soon-to-be ex-wife, whatever, is on that show. Oh. <laughs> and, her, and her name's Raven. Wow. Her name's Raven. That's crazy. <laughs> listen, I wouldn't say something just to be a dickhead. It's just my observation. You can tell me if I'm wrong. <laughs> but since you're going to binge, you're going to be able to have a first hand excuse. You tell me that's not the 20 year old version of your wife. <laughs> Did she make it far? She made it to uh, the final six. She just got put out last night. They did the second double eviction. I think there's like five people left. Damn. Oh, man. It's so bad. (laughs) (laughs) This bitch said, I got a pacemaker. (laughs) (laughs) Look at my pacemaker scar. Huh? Every time she does something, she does a high kick. It's so cute at first. (laughs) (laughs) This is just like, damn. And she, like I said, she's from Arkansas. She's country as fuck. She says, like, Arkansasian a lot. It's, dude, you're going to shit your pants. You're going to be like, God damn it. Arkansasian. Like, that's so Arkansasian. Yeah. Arkansasian. That's it. Just Arkansasian. Oh, she's Arkansas. Uh-huh. I don't know how Julie Chen didn't put her on blast. Oh, damn. She came out the house with lipstick on her teeth, though. We did see that, and nobody told her. So that's how you know how people feel about her by the time she gets evicted. <laughs> she got a chunk of lipstick on her shit, and nobody said nothing. Julie Chen didn't even call her out. I think they're going to save it to the finale. And they're going to be like, you know all this shit you said like throughout the whole show? <laughs> <sighs> All right, let's go down the list. And <laughs> they're just gonna be like, "Is it you for real?" And then be like, "Uh huh." Like, how about this one? Yeah, man. <laughs> it's just it's gonna be funny. Shit, I saw another preview for it earlier today. Yeah, yeah. it looks crazy. I'm not gonna go see it in the theater, but I'll definitely watch that shit when it comes on the red box. I'm down. Fucking, I think it, I don't know if it'll be better than the old one. You know, we said the other day, it's fucking it. The original it with Tim Curry is like full metal jacket. Like, the first half of it's great. And then the second half gets right. weird. <laughs> I think it's part of the reason why everybody's so scared of clowns. Because of it and John Wayne Gacy. Like, the they were the dynamic duo of the 80s that made, like, everybody your age scared of clowns. Mm-hmm. Clowns, clowns yeah. no respect, dog. Because you had a killer clown, and then you had a real killer clown. <laughs> Who do you think would win between Gacy and what's his name on the damn It movie? Pennywise. Yeah. Uh, old, Who do you think would win? Old Pennywise or Tim Curry Pennywise? Tim Curry Pennywise. Tim Curry, without a doubt. You think so? Tim Curry was a savage. That man dressed up like a woman on TV. Well, I think I think that deserves to be on um 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 what was the show where they took like two old legends and put them up against each other? 
uh, uh, Deadliest Warrior. You know, yeah, Deadliest Warrior. <laughs> we need to we need to revive that show in the first episode. John needs Wayne to Gacy. be <laughs> against him. And you got to also consider though their attributes. You know, because they have to plug all that shit into the deal. So, oh, um, what about that? The like mode a, of attack is going to be different. Uh huh. Okay. Killer. So, fucking deadliest warrior. That's a good idea. You I'll be Gacy, <laughs> and I'll go first. First attack. Uh huh. So I'm calling you. Ring, 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 ring. Hello. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, you left a message on my phone regarding this car I got for sale in the newspaper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was really interested. What uh, what year model is it? Um. <laughs> Believe it or not, it's a 69. Would you like to come check it out? A 69? Yeah. What is that? Uh, are you the original owner? Uh, do you, by chance, do you smoke in the car? You know, I need, I need to know because of my allergies. Oh, it's in pristine condition. Never smoked in it. Um, and it's only got 30,000 original miles on it. It was my Sunday car. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, man, man, instead of talking about it, why don't you just come on down to the address that I listed, and um, and I'll show it to you. I mean, you can drive it, even. Oh, cool. Are you there now? Like, I'm actually just hanging I'm, out. I'm there right now. Okay. I'm there right now. All right, cool. Yeah, I'll be there uh, shortly. <laughs> All right, man. Fuck you in a little bit. I mean, see you in a little bit. <laughs> All right? <laughs> then you show up. You ping the doorbell. You come inside because I'm like, hey, come in. I'm around back. Hey, hello. Come in. Hello. Mm-hmm. You get just past the kitchen, and I whack you in the back of the head with a shovel, oh. and you wake up in my – this is still first attack, mind you. Quang. <laughs> you wake up in the shed, handcuffed, while I'm butt-fucking you. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. Next to a bag of lime. And then, <laughs> how long am I awake for? <laughs> <laughs> the whole fucking. Oh, no. <laughs> and then you like, woke up on penetration, nigga. <laughs> and then I'm awake from now on. Do I pass out again or am I fogged? Like, do- Oh, you go back to sleep because I go back upstairs, you know, uh, from the crawl space, rather. And I fucking leave you down there. Mm. You eventually nod the fuck back off. Crying and shit. Sobbing. With a bloody butthole. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So now you've got to name an attribute that gets you out of the predicament you're in and then (laughs) counterattack. Am I just a guy in the basement? (laughs) That's my role? (laughs) Unless you're going to send a a different incarnation. Of fucking Tim Curry, which I will allow. You can use Tim Curry out of any other movie, and I will just do the different faces of Gacy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I guess John Wayne Gacy was a little savage. I don't know. Tim Curry just seems exotic. You're going to be counterattacking John Wayne Gacy, the politician. So, you know. Uh, I got nothing for that. <laughs> well, I mean, he's a pretty easy kill, man. Well, he's a big, he's pretty dude easy too. kill. Pretty big dude, so he would have the weight advantage, definitely. Uh, and Tim Curry what I'm always saying? seemed a little gay, anyway. <laughs> you know, so like he always played kind of feminine and 
I liked him in Clue. <laughs> Clue was probably my favorite. Him as the butler. That's who I would have said after the politician, Gacy. Yeah. Alderman Gacy versus the fucking butler from Clue. <laughs> it was Gacy in the base. And then you could do Clown Gacy versus Rocky Horror Gacy or uh Curry. Yeah. You know? And then he just gets fucked and he's like, Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> what about Pirate Muppet Treasure Island Long John Silver Tom Curry? <laughs> that one at least had a gun, but he only had one leg. <laughs> John Wayne Gacy. That one gets Flaming Homo White T-shirt, Dark Alley Gacy. Mm, 1974. Dark Alley Gacy. Blowjob Gacy. Yeah, 74 Popper Gacy. <laughs> <laughs> he, he didn't even fucking get him. He's he just, like the eldest of ass race. He only has, he only has <laughs> one leg, so he just corners him and sucks his dick off. <laughs> he's like, stop it. And he's like, I can't. <laughs> Like Butterbean. <laughs> He's like fucking Butterbean in, in a, t- a tank top and some shorts sucking your dick off. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do about it? That's what Oh, man. Well, no, it. I guess that could be a new version of that. They could just add John Wayne Gacy ah. instead. <laughs> Fuck it. Right. We were talking about scary movies of the day. We were talking about Pet Cemetery, and I know I bring that up a lot, but that's my favorite. Like that's the scariest movie in my book. And uh, you said, "Fucking, you didn't even think it was that scary, you bitch." You said, that, "I, I just." I, you said no. that Pascal, the fucking the runner kid, is the scariest part. Now, is that because of his yeah. character or because of his makeup? I mean. Both, like his character and his and his makeup, uh, were scary for me. Yeah, I mean, it's like it's kind of it's kind of like the Little House on the Prairie of horror films for me. Really? Yeah, I don't mind it. When's the last time you saw it's, it? Uh, maybe ten years ago. How many times have you seen it? Five, maybe six times. Mm. Yeah. I think we need to watch it together in like Mystery Science Theater. Yeah. Um that's a scary fucking movie, dude. Like the whole thing. It's creepy. You got fucking uh Now the cat's fucking creepy, but the cat Listen Well the cat is creepy. Fred Gwynn, Herman Munster living across the street, and all of his creepy ass stories and just him in general. You got the creepy kid factor. The fucking, like I said, the lady hangs herself. It's Eddie Furlong, man. No, that's number no, two. No, that's the second one. Yeah, that's the second you. one. That one's a dog turd. The little kid in the in the first one. Gage Creed. Yeah, yeah. His daddy gets hit. Fucking, the kid gets hit by a Mack truck. By the Mack truck, yeah. That would hurt my feelings right now. Maybe because I've got a kid like that. The idea, and maybe that's what makes me so scared about having a kid, is because I've seen that movie and other movies, and I know in real life shit happens to kids, and it's just like, he might get hit by a Mack truck. <laughs> like, I know what happens next. Then I bury him in a fucking pet cemetery, and he comes back and stabs me. Like, <laughs> I'm so irrational right. sometimes. But it's because of <laughs> shit like that. That movie's scary as fuck. 
her fucking auntie or her cousin that had the meningitis. That fucking creepy bony bitch that lived in the fucking bedroom. And she was like feeding okay. her oatmeal and shit. And her eyes were all sunk in and she was puking and shit. And she was like, Rachel, I'm going to twist your back like mine. <laughs> <It's> like, ah. <laughs> um, do you think it's scarier than mm, guys? Ooh, Poltergeist is a good one, too. <laughs> okay, well, I just had to ask to see if, if if this was still, like, in the same wheelhouse of spooky shit for you. I'm not so are there with, elements like, saw, of you know what I'm saying? Like, Pet Cemetery mm-hmm. that, if you watched it today, they still for real scare you? Yes. So, like, you can watch it and still be, like, affected in real time when you see what you see? Yeah. Okay, because I have horror films that do that shit for me, too. It's jumps, because I only but, watch it in a very long... You know, I don't watch it very often. Pet so. Cemetery? Yeah, dude. <laughs> how, about, how about when Fred Gwynn realizes that Gage Creed is in his house? And he comes inside, and he's like... Yeah. Ha, ha, yeah. Ha, ha, and the fucking ball rolls down the fucking shit, and he's like, Gage! Gage! I got something for you. And he pulls his fucking pocket knife out because he's fitting to stab this kid for real because he knows what's up, what time it is. <laughs> he knows that Lewis knows about the pet cemetery and that he's already buried the fucking cat out there. And he knew his story because they buried his fucking buddy out there and they set that house on fire. That's creepy, dude. Like, just that whole situation with him living next door, drinking his fucking beer. And Have you ever seen Needful Things? Hold on. And then he fucking comes in and he goes, <laughs> I got something for you, Gage. And he goes up the fucking stairs and he comes into his bedroom and he fucking gets down on his hands and knees and Gage, with a scalpel, reaches out and slits his fucking Achilles tendon. Yes. If you cut your Achilles tendon, you're PMF, bro. You are pretty much, oh, yeah. you are pretty much fucked. <laughs> They did oh, yeah. that later in Saw. No, uh, Hostel. The end of the first. No, Hostel they do movie. it in Saw too because they put that that chain link through that motherfucker's uh, uh, tendon. Get and Achilles, he, you know, gashed. That's a fucking big one. And then he slices his mouth. You remember? He like rolls I, over and he's like, ah! And dude rolls up and he cuts both of his cheeks and gives him them Joker cuts. And then he bites his fucking throat out. Rick Grimes circa fucking Walking Dead. <laughs> this was in 1990 or some shit. He gets down and goes, rawr, rawr, and the fucking old man is going, gah, 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 gah. the fucking cat rolls up and gets a piece. I mean, and then, and then the dad has to kill his own kid. With fucking propofol or whatever the fuck it was, because he knew he had a little demon living next door. He killed the cat first just to make sure the shit would work. He said, Play dead? <laughs> he gave him a shot. That's right, church, play dead. Be dead. <laughs> He's fucking screaming at him. And then he has to go into the house, and his wife drops out the ceiling, hung and fucked up, right? 
And yeah. This dead kid who he saw get hit by a Mack truck. He saw it happen. You know what I'm saying? The bloody shoe was rolling and it hit the ground. And then that scene where he hits his knees and he just goes, no. And they start showing those pictures, like baby pictures, and flashing to another thing. And he's like, no. Cut, cut to a fucking funeral. I mean. And then his wife drops out the ceiling, and then his baby jumps at him with a scalpel. <laughs> and his eye was on me. His eye was on me. That movie, you can go fuck yourself. <laughs> that movie is crazy. <laughs> the second one um, is a can of dog shit. It's fun for, like, you know, cult classic horror movie bullshit, but, like, the first Pet Cemetery movie, if you haven't seen it or it's been that long, watch that shit. <laughs> Fuck yourself. That's a And the book was even crazier. I didn't. I, I don't Have you seen The much. Stand? I don't think so. <laughs> you should really watch some more Stephen King, dog. I've watched. Let's see. I've watched Thinner, which was a creepy movie. I thought that was pretty nuts. The ending is pretty gnarly. I'm cerebrally creepy. I like the movie. It's not scary, though. But yes. Like, it's it's one of my favorites. It's one of the shittiest productions he did. But uh How do you think that I, guy I love did the story? That. Do you think he was fat in the beginning and then they just made him really fat with like prosthetics and then skinned him to him down, or did he start really skinny and then get fat and then they just filmed it that way? Oh no, he's a that motherfucker like, looked like he had AIDS. The fat version of him and the skinny version of him, that's all makeup. But the but he's he's you know, he's normal Bill. So he didn't, like, gain weight to do the role or any of that shit. Really? Like, his transition from fat to skinny was straight-up prosthetic. It's a big transition. That's why I assumed. Mm-hmm. But I guess I don't really know the dude that played him that well, so. Hmm. Now, that guy's not in a lot of stuff. Let's see. What else uh, King? I like, I've seen The Green Mile. I've seen fucking Shawshank. We were talking about scary movies. So, like, Carrie. Carrie is a... Stephen King, right? Care. Uh, no. Uh, ooh. I don't know. Ooh. Maybe. What about Christine? Christine. That's. Or is that John Carpenter? No, Christine is definitely Stephen King. So Christine's creepier than fucking Pet Cemetery Dog, and I just watched that shit not too damn long ago. You know one that's really gross? Sleepwalk. What's that? <laughs> Now, I was going to bring that up to interrupt your rant earlier. Uh, like, did you see Sleepwalking? But yeah, like, yeah, that's just a up. creepy fucking movie, man. It's not scary, but it's fucking, it, it's too much incest to get my mind on anything else going on in the movie. Like, as soon as y'all got done fucking the first time, I was like, uh, until the next time you fucked again, and I was like, ah, and then the fucking movie was over. <laughs> Every time I hear that song, I think about fucking mother son incestual fucking. <laughs> Me too. I'm glad I don't hear that song very often. <laughs> That's terrible. Carrie is definitely a Stephen King novel. Mm-hmm. Cujo, you know what I'm saying? Cujo's scary. The Shining. That's Stephen King, right? That yeah, that's well, I, that's cerebral. But some people think that that shit's terrifying. But 
I think it's a great movie. It's just it's very cerebral. Stephen King is a bad motherfucker, and Pet Cemetery is what I think is my personal best representation. I like other Cujo. Now his shit, his, his that Pet Cemetery is at the top of the list. I ain't gonna discount out of all of his shit. You know, it is an even better book. I have read the book, but it's been a fucking minute. I read that book when the fucking movie came out. I own the movie. So that was like you have to come over here sometime, and like I said, we'll fucking put that shit on, and we can comment. I think it would be awesome because that that goddamn movie. I remember when I was like, you know, I I realized the other day I say ten to twelve a lot. It's like a a bad habit. I say it all the time. That's like my age range when I'm talking about kids. Mm-hmm. I was probably seven eight years old i was a young kid i remember that too young to be home by myself and i remember it was probably one of the first times i was home by myself and we had all them goddamn movies on the wall and i went in and got pet cemetery i wanted to watch it it might have been halloween time so there was a reason that i wanted to watch that movie out of all them like i've explained i haven't posted anything yet but you know we had movies we didn't have cable. We just watched movies. My grandma like fucking went to backlot movie stores, like blockbuster parties and shit, and and garage sales, and just bought boxes of movies. So I'm kind of like the cable guy. Like a lot of my life experiences come from movies that I fucking watched over and over again. We had mm-hmm. hundreds. Of I learned them. the facts of life from watching the facts, the facts of life. Of life. <laughs> I'm serious. I didn't have a daddy. You know what I'm saying? I watched <laughs> fucking the Mighty Ducks. And, and sis- yeah, I know, man. Sister my, my, my childhood was a lot like that. It's so a crazy. Like and I'm sure there's a lot of people like that. It's funny to me now that, that it is, it's a reality. Like, there are people that were That's what it's for, though. by Beverly Hills Cop and fucking uh, Scarface and the Terminator and shit. You know, you got those, but you also got your odds and ends, like all the fucking Disney movies and Charlie the Lonesome Cougar and fucking Timmy the Tooth and The Land Before Time and shit like that. Like, <laughs> yeah. I love Don Bluth. He's probably my favorite out of all my, my childhood you know, cartoony movies. I think Don Bluth is a fucking gangster. He had All Dogs Go to Heaven. Uh, yeah. Fievel, an American tale about that little Jew mouse. Yeah. He was a now, Jew mouse. About the little Jew How come you can say the little Jew mouse, <laughs> but I can't say straight fucking Jew? <laughs> you don't hear it? Why don't you say it again? Say the little Jew mouse versus a straight fucking Jew. <laughs> Or, excuse me, total fucking Jew. His last name is Mouskowitz. Go fuck yourself. (laughs) (laughs) That's like saying the guy whose last name is Owski is like, is he Polish? (laughs) What the fuck? Yeah, he's Polish. Sorry. (laughs) Fifel Mouskowitz, you cunt. (laughs) And there's no cats in America. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) There's no Nazis, a.k.a. cats. (laughs) All dogs go to heaven. A troll in Central Park. The Land Before Time. Rock a doodle. Yeah, that wasn't great. You know, my favorite of his is the American Tale. 
Not the Fivefold Goes West. I one, like Fivefold Goes but... West. <laughs> Do what? I like Fivefold Goes West. Uh, I mean, it's all right if it would have been its own cartoon, but uh, to follow up American Tale, it was it was kind of stupid. There were but, a couple. Yeah. Of those. you remember um, the Rescuers, the w, or the I'm yeah WWE, the fucking Walt Disney movie, the Rescuers, and then the Rescuers down yeah. there. And a lot of those movies are fucking political as shit. Just like the fucking American Tale. That's why I like uh, the first one as opposed to the second one. But, and, you know, well, you got the, Arist- is it the Aristocats. Yeah, I like that movie too. You know, I mean, Cats are not some good joints. <laughs> We've been watching a lot of Disney movies. We broke out the uh, VCR, and Mandy, she went to like this big ass church garage sale thing and she was getting Disney movies old school for 50 cent a pop you hear me bitch she spent five dollars and she came home with like six Disney classics like Cinderella Snow White fucking Beauty and the Beast uh, Lady and the Tramp we didn't get that one or, I got 101 or should I say white bitch and a nigga <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that would have fit. That seems a little long, you know. <laughs> we, you know, the Jungle Book and uh, the Little Mermaid, fucking the Lion King. So it's pretty awesome, man. Did like, you get any of the fucking dick boxes? Excuse me. You know, like Aladdin and fucking Little Mermaid. Did you get the the dick covers? I think I got to check that out now that you mentioned it. I got a copy. Now, I was a little pissed because we bought a copy of The Little Mermaid um, and it wasn't legit. Somebody had stuck a Sesame Street movie inside The Little Mermaid. <laughs> so, notice to all people who gotcha, buy, yeah, people who buy flea market <laughs> movies, please open your shit up and make sure that the right videotape is in there. She got a, a a video cassette rewinder from her grandpa the other day. I was so happy. <laughs> like she brought it home and she go, I saw it. I go, what the fuck is that? And she goes, it's a VHS rewinder machine. And I was like, oh shit! Did <laughs> <laughs> a rewind a movie in a minute flat. You remember that shit, dude? That's throwback jams. These kids, they don't even know. right. We used to go to the fucking video store. Please be kind. Rewind. Bro, it used to break my heart when you would go to the fucking video store and you would pop that shit in and it would be in the credit reel. And you'd be like, fuck! (laughs) You had to sit there and let that shit rewind for like, I don't know. It was maybe three minutes, but it felt like an hour. Just sitting there going, god damn it, hurry up. Alrighty then. All right, all right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's my conversation with Papa Wright. Just sitting around shooting the breeze, talking about old shit. I think that's what happens now is every year you get a little older and you start talking about old people shit. That's the future now. That's what we're all looking forward to. Oh. <sighs> Some of it's going to be fun. I enjoy some of the the creepier things now. Uh, like the whole thing with yoga pants. Like chicks just wear yoga pants with their ass out all the time now. I ain't mad at that. 
there's a show that my son is addicted to. And it's funny because it's my wife has red hair. It's not real, by the way. Uh, but there's a show that has the two redheaded chicks and they renovate houses. Now, white people renovating houses, that's a totally different subject. South Park covered it pretty well. If you didn't see that new episode, you should check that out. The younger chick is hot. She's a good looking woman. And the mom's not bad. She's just a mom, you know. But every scene she's in, the daughter, she's wearing either yoga pants or really tight jeans. And I think my son it has his first crush. Like, officially. It's crazy. And I don't mind it either because she's hot. So we'll sit there, all three of us, and we'll just watch it. <laughs> it's it's crazy. But um, I was having a talk with my wife about how she's always in yoga pants. I'm like, it's just kind of silly. I mean, I'm not mad. It's, but obviously you are selling me on the fact that this chick looks good in a pair of fucking yoga pants. That's what's up. And then my wife decided to explain to me that she does wear other clothing and that they're not yoga pants, they're leggings. And I was like, I don't know the fucking difference between yoga pants and leggings. They look the same to me. And if there is a difference, I wish somebody would tell me or just admit that as far as I'm sure most men are concerned, unless you're wearing them personally, uh, you just like the way they look. I ain't mad at them. Yoga pants. I love you. Even now that I will say this, there are some women who shouldn't wear these things shouldn't doesn't mean they can't i'm just saying like i'm not even mad at the the slightly thick pudgy you know what i'm saying girl i get it sometimes you get a fat ass and you want to show it off but you also get a little little belly little gut roll that's okay i ain't mad at that but you know when you're too big to wear them fucking stretchy pants. Down here in Arkansas, we see it a lot. You want to see it, you go to the Walmart, you go to the McDonald's. There's all kinds of places you can see women that just probably should just don't wear those. You know? Like maybe maybe a really, 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 really big t-shirt. That might work better. Just to kind of make everything easier on you. I'm not mad at you. Do what you want to do. I'm just saying you look like a fucking sausage. This what's up. Sorry. I'm in no way or form the kind of person that would just shit on somebody for their looks. How could I? Right? But there is a point where you just... You, those aren't for you, baby. Try something different. <laughs> oh, shit. So, yeah. Lots of conversations. I don't know if you, you remember the beginning of uh, the episode today, but we were talking about Taekwondo, and I brought up my old Taekwondo, taekwondo master, uh, Anderson. Master Anderson. Hi. <laughs> I went to go find a picture of the dude just to show Papa Wright what he looked like and come to find out his 
Taekwondo studio has since been shut down. Now, when I first saw that, I got a little nervous. I was like, oh, shit. Because usually that's got to be something bad. But, I mean, it was bad, kind of. So it turns out, and I remember this now, uh, he was very big on obedience, especially with parents. So I remember one time, you know, my grandma had a really kind of skewed way of looking at things, and she had told the woman that took me to Taekwondo to tell the master guy that I hadn't been listening lately and talking back. And so she did. And then he let me know that that wasn't okay. And that he would straighten my ass out if uh, I kept it up. Well, apparently uh, they got caught up in some shit like child abuse, like spankings and, and shit like that. And so, yeah, the part where he, where Papa Wright says, oh, was he abusing kids? It's like, no. Well, turns out other people were spanking and beating the shit out of some of the kids there for not listening. And uh, that's crazy. The discipline. They call it cake and ice cream. That's what he would refer to it as. And he would take you in a room and make you hold on to a chair and whoop your ass. And then give you a standing 10 count. And if you cried, he'll whoop your ass again. That was the policy. And parents were signing waivers that let him do it, you know. And it's it's weird because I don't, now as an adult, I don't believe in anger spanking. I believe in correction. So if you're doing something to the nth degree and I need to get your attention, I'll put a hand to an ass, no problem. But you can't discipline kids when you're mad. That's when shit gets weird. I can't tell you how many times my grandma snatched me up and started spanking my ass and just talking through her teeth, you know, like growling. Just like, you're a goddamn motherfucker. Like, there's a big difference between those two things. So I think, you know, as long as it's constructive, disciplining's fine. But they were kind of being rough. And rightfully so. It's a rough neighborhood. You know, some of those badass kids, they don't listen. So... It's neither here nor there. Folks, I'm going to get the fuck out of here. I got to go wake up the baby. I want you to know I appreciate you listening to this show. And I hope to catch you back here next week. I'm Jody B. And I hope you have a great weekend. I really do. You go out and have yourself a little fun. Hopefully it's cooling off a little bit where you're at. Get outside. Get some fucking some sunshine on your face. Motherfucker. Cocaine Jack, St. Louisiana drive She take me to the river and we do the whiskey while we walk